Welcome, welcome, and thank you for joining us as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in love of the Lord and each other. I'm Pam Marvin. And I'm Megan Silas. I um, am here today talking with Megan. We're going to talk about a summertime subject, holy recreation. We're going to take it a little further than that and talk about how to foster that within our homes. And many of us have kids at home right now. Mm-hmm. And so how do we foster that? So let's first parse what is holy recreation and how do we enter into that? Right. But I would say, let's not just say we can only have holy recreation during the summer, but it certainly True. does give us hopefully some more opportunities uh, to try to enter into that. Uh, another way to call it is is holy leisure. Oh, uh, yes. But I love the word recreation, right? Because I think so often we don't really think about the true etiology of that word, right? Exactly. Which is re, to do again, creation. Mm-hmm. So this idea that there's something happening within that uh, situation that is creating us again to, to renew us, to, to may transform us in a certain way to become something other. And it's a, a great opportunity to explore, well, what, what would God want uh, right. in, a, in a recreational event in our lives? One of my favorites that I try to do every year is definitely a silent retreat for myself where I just get to enter into that silence where I feel like it's just that uh, communal love with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to renew and refresh me. And um, that's one of my favorites. I, I had the good pleasure of going to Cedar Break uh, here in the Austin Diocese just for it really was truly silent. It wasn't a led retreat of any mm-hmm. kind um, and was able to walk the grounds, be out in creation to recreate myself. Um, and it was really very, very beautiful. It was like a real decompression time. It was is, is a time to, to see what's really important in life, you know, the Lord, our families, um, and let all that other stuff, like the state of the world in, in ways kind of fall to the ground, you know, while we do need to be praying about it and be concerned at the same time, it doesn't rule our lives. The Lord does. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, thinking back to our last podcast where we really focused, we were focusing on the Holy Spirit and really entering into a place of docility and openness to the, to the spirit. And so often um, that really requires space and quiet uh, to really hear and experience what the spirit wants to bring into our lives. And, you know, I think about let's, let's go like right back to Genesis, right. To the moment of creation. What does it say that God did? He breathed forth his spirit over the face of the earth and it was created. Right. Mm. And so this idea that if we want to have a recreational event in our lives, an event where God is working in creation, because honestly, the Lord is constantly in a process of creation. Creation wasn't a one and done situation. He is constantly creating and working in us and through us and in the world. But we need to have that place maybe of quiet and peace and slowing down to allow that spirit to just breathe, be breathed forth upon us yeah. and wash over us. Who is it that says that uh, silence is the language of God? Mm, I love it. Yeah, I love maybe it. that was in, I know that was in Cardinal Seurat's book too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
really enjoy that book, by the way. The Power of Silence, mm-hmm. that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Right, because um, being able to enter in, that's where he speaks, is in the quietness of our hearts. And and we should, not just in the summer times, while it does afford us more time because there's um, less activity and sometimes it's busier, but that mm-hmm. enter into that quiet. And how do we do that? I want to challenge our, our listeners to really think about um, how comfortable are you in silence and how often are you entering in just to have that one-on-one time with our Lord? Mm-hmm. It does. It really does take intentionality. I mean, I think so often people, you know, they long for it. Like, oh man, if I could just get a moment, you know, to be away or to What about you, be... Megan? What do you do? Um, t- for me, I would say... I'm a, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm kind of a night owl, right? I, I, the nighttime is really speaks to me as a place to get intimate with the mm-hmm. Lord and, and have times of silence because I honestly, I feel that um, darkness itself creates kind of this atmosphere of um, intimacy with God. You know, I, and I think people do kind of experience that just generally in prayer. How often is it one's, compulsion to close your eyes during prayer. Oh, very often. So why are you closing your eyes? You're, to you're, keep you're, distractions right. away. You're, you're, you're trying to close off external stimuli uh, from distracting you from being more interior and, and, you know, listening, hearing the voice of the Lord. I mean, the people who have the most acute hearing are the blind, right? They, they really, because that, that major sense of the of vision, which is so powerful and so, you know, much our brains are ordered towards it. When you strip that away, you, you do tend to hear more, right? And I think that that's true, not just physically, but spiritually. And so for me, um, if I want to enter into a place of quiet and, and, listening to the Lord and, and a, a recreational thing, it's, n- it's often going to be at night. And, um, if the, say the weather is decent uh, and I just did this last night, actually, uh, I'll go out like at night and walk under the sky. Mm. And I have, I am blessed to be in a situation where I can walk at night where it's safe and, and not like cars buzzing everywhere and everything. And just really just let the darkness and just the sounds of nature being the only sounds I hear kind of quiet my spirit. And, and there's something about the sky that really does just, I think to the human heart speak of the eternal nature of God, the the vastness of his creation, eternity. Yeah. It, it, his greatness and our littleness, yeah. <laughs> it really does speak to mm. us. And, and so to get in that place, it's in a way, it's like understanding yourself rightly ordered towards God. It, it, and creation helps us with that. So like, I guess to recreate, go for recreation in creation, you know, is, is a, a great guide. And I love to hike. I love to be in the outdoors and to walk through a woods and, uh, or to be in a meadow, these are all beautiful opportunities to, you know, kind of strip away all the man-made, right? Yeah. Because I do think that even just looking at a building 
even a nice looking building, it still very much reminds you of this is the work of human hands. Exactly. Right. And to get into a place where you're like, nope, this is just the work of God. You know, I'm really more about the water. The oh, water's water, awesome the beach, too. Yeah. The rivers, lakes, all those things. I mean, because it's so alive too. And the flow of it kind of reminds me, well, you know, the baptism in mm-hmm. water, that's another part of it. So it's kind of a renewal aspect. Um, so hoping to get back to either the beach or the lake or the river this year. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think it's, it's no coincidence that traditionally, you know, we, when we think of recreational activities, often we're thinking about the things we do outside and the, I think the, the human soul has sort of this understanding of that's, that's a good place to go. It does. It renews. It's like, you know, um, a filter of sorts, right? So we have all the muck of the world on us and we go and we get out in nature and just breathe in that fresh air. We're with loved ones a lot of times, um, welcoming the Lord and the Holy Spirit, just appreciating the little small things from family to the the, the big oak trees or the beautiful river, whatever it is, it just kind of has that real renewing effect just to really, ah, oh, things are good. Life is good. Yeah. And I do think in our culture, because we have um, really, to a certain degree, almost made an idol out of work, out of industriousness, out of efficiency, all these sort of things, you know, the things that are going to bring us monetary gain or whatever. Sometimes we can look at, oh, well, that's just recreational. Like, like it doesn't have the same level of value as, as work. But the reality is, is that we are not the creators in the ultimately God is the creator. Right. And so there's work that we do, but creation is God's work, you know, and we can participate in it. But when we're something that's recreational in a way, if it's a participation in God's work in us and through us is the most important stuff, you know, not the like, you know, nose to the grindstone making, you know, money, which is all, you know, it's important to feed your family and, you know, clothe your family and have the opportunity to support worthy causes with our, you know, treasure the balance. But, but in the end, you know, our most precious treasure is our soul. And those in our keeping. Yeah. And the souls of those we love and, mm-hmm. and recreation ministers to those very, very deeply and significantly. So I think one of the beautiful opportunities that sometimes summer presents itself is a opportunity to be more together as families, as friends, to get together, to have those communal opportunities uh, to share in God's goodness. And Definitely fam- more family time. I find that I don't get to see my friends as much because they're uh, busy with their families. <laughs> That's been my experience for summertime. Yeah. And, you know, I think about like the, the Come Holy Spirit prayer and it's it's a communal prayer, right? It's like, send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Yeah. So it really does speak to what I'm saying. It's the work of God in us and through us. We are created and through our creation, he will renew the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so in a way it's like, it really is 
a great thing that we're talking about this after we talked about the charismatic gifts, the whole, you know, we're living in the spirit and everything because that, that Holy Spirit prayer speaks to that thing very much. Enter into re- recreational opportunities and situations so that the Holy Spirit can create us so that then he can renew the face of the earth, which is what we're so longing for, right? I mean, how? but do we ever think about the Greek, the creation of the, the face of the earth or, or the renewal of the face of the earth can happen th- through our recreation? Right. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. Not necessarily, but that's the way re- we recharge our batteries truly is by welcoming in that spirit and, and then being able to go out into the world as we talk mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah. How do we do that? I think it's, we get more of an opportunity in the summer with our families and for those of us that still have children at home um, of all different ages, how do we coach them to to enter into a more prayerful time? I think, you know, as we were talking on the break, Megan, that um, it's a really a good time to not only with yourself reexamine your personal prayer life and the example that you are giving to your family members, children most specifically, especially, um, but to enter into the conversations with them about how's it going? How is your, how is your um, faith life at home? You've got more time now in the summer. Are you using it for prayer? How can I support you in that? Right. And I do think that, you know, sometimes it's difficult with kids, especially, you know, you and I, Pam, we're, we're super like into our faith and I'm sure you talk about, you know, the things of the Lord often at home and, and things. And, you know, I do find that there can be a little bit of a tendency for kids to be like, oh, the eye we? rolling. Yeah, the eye roll. <laughs> oh, there goes mom again yeah. talking about, you know, church stuff or faith stuff or whatever. And, you know, that's, you know, I, I got to let the kids off the hook a little bit about that because, you know, the reality is, is that you get a little bit used to your intimate family and their ways and you kind of put people in their boxes and, you know, it's easy to, to not, um, really attend to the people closest to you. Right. Because you're just so used to them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I, this is a little dramatic. I'm not going to say it, but you know how they say familiarity breeds contempt. Oh, sure. Well, it might not be contempt. I mean, that's pretty harsh, but you know, I think familiarity breeds ignoring <laughs> what might be, uh, uh, or overlooking or, or not taking, uh, seriously. But you know, I do think that as parents, if we come in to, uh, conversation with our kids, not so much in the, like, you should really be doing this or why aren't you doing this? Or, you know, it seems to me like you're really phoning it in on your faith or whatever. That's not going to resonate very well. You know right? what, Megan? I just had this idea. Why don't we invite a little special guest in to come talk about, to come talk about her experience in this sometime. Oh, well, if I think you, that it, might be it, really yeah, good. It just so happens that Pam's daughter is here and uh, this is completely uh, spur of the moment. So we'll see if uh, if her daughter is feeling docile to the Holy Spirit at the moment to come in and do that. So she's gone out uh, of the studio and we'll see if uh, if the child comes back in or not. Okay. 
All right. Well, we took a brief pause while Pam went out and grabbed her daughter, and she was actually successful to uh, get her into the studio. So I give my thanks, and I'll let Pam introduce her daughter. Well, I'm really happy to have my daughter, Dottie Marvin, with us. She is 16 years old, and she's about to be a junior in high school. And I have to give her a little kudos that she's a, she's pretty, pretty kind of savvy and wise. She's one of those people say, oh, he's an old soul. Like she has some really great things to say. So I thought, oh, my gosh, um, I think getting her opinion uh, as parents about how parents during the summertime can uh, encourage and help a child foster their prayer life uh, without kind of shoving it down your throats. Um, I thought maybe you might have some interesting insights on that. What would you say? Are you doing anything different for summertime as far as developing and growing in your faith or maintaining what you already have? Is it more difficult? Is it easier? What would you say? So I would say that uh, during the summertime, it's a lot easier for me to uh, put time into developing my faith because I always feel during the school year that just I'm always going all the time and I never have any time to do what I like because... I need to get my schoolwork done and just all these things that need to be taken care of. So now that it's summertime, I don't have as much going on. It's like I can actually take time to experience the Lord in ways that I would never have during the school year because I'm just too busy or whatever, And which isn't a good excuse. But, you know, it's now that I don't have that excuse at all, it's like I can finally start uh developing it better than I have, you know? Yeah. And so do you have kind of a prayer routine for summer that's a little different than the rest of the year? So for the school year, I've actually been like talking about this a lot um, with Sarah as we've been like developing my yeah, let me let me just explain that um, a dear friend of ours, Sarah, who's an ablaze minister, has taken on Dottie as a mentorship. So it's kind of like just mentor mentoring her in growing in the faith, which I highly encourage. This um, everybody needs a Sarah in their life. <laughs> yeah. So so Sarah mentors Dottie and is encouraging her and helping her grow in her faith. So go ahead. Okay, so uh, one thing we've been talking about is uh, consistency in prayer. So it's like you need to set aside at least 30 minutes every day to like spend that time with the Lord. So during the school year, it's like for me, something that I struggle with is like I don't like a schedule. Like I like to, you know, just things to be loose and fun. So it's like whenever I have to uh, like set aside 30 minutes, it's kind of like a chore that I like. It's like, okay, now I have to do that. But during the summertime, I can like, just whenever the Holy Spirit calls me to pray is like, so it's which is cool because that can be any time, any second of the day. So I don't try and restrict myself to any time, but uh, I definitely try and pray every day, but just like not trying to be restricted to one time. But if I can't ever make it like just any time during the day, I'll always pray before I go to bed. There you go. If it hasn't happened already. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, it's awesome to me that you are like seeking to grow and you're actually getting, you know, encouragement and help and seeking people who are going to help you grow. So what would you say to a parent who's like a little concerned, like they feel that their kid 
doesn't seem like they're seeking to grow and they're pretty complacent, it seems, in their faith, faith at least as they can see it as the parent. Because we acknowledge that, you know, obviously prayer life can sometimes be interior and we're not going to see it as mm-hmm. a parent. But if you just like want to, you know, acknowledge to your child, like this might be a great opportunity for your, now that you have a little more di- downtime to spend some more time in the, with the Lord or go into read some scripture or something. We kind of wonder as parents, how can we kind of encourage without getting the like, oh, mom, <laughs> yeah. okay, I roll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's what would be an effective way to do that? And so, I don't. Okay, that is definitely a tricky question because you know. As a teenager, anything coming from the parents is going to get an eye roll, you know? <laughs> we accept it. We accept it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if this, like, applies for everyone, but for at least me, I am not very busy at all. So, like I said, I like to keep it, like, loose and free. Um, so if I don't really have many, like, experiences outside of just, like, my room. So if... My mom were to, like, invite me to come to adoration with her, like, every once in a while. It's like if I wasn't trying to improve my prayer life, but I at least had an opportunity to get out of the house, I would take it. Okay. Like, okay, let's go to adoration. It's something to do, you know? So it's like just kind of make make it seem like it's something fun to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's, like, uh, do you want to get out of the house and, like, come to Mass with me? I'd be like, yeah, okay, like. Yeah, I want to get out of the house. Absolutely. You know, I'm totally not above being like, well, why don't we go to mass and then we'll go out to lunch after. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> my kids are very susceptible to the lunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was Bribery totally my... is welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely one of my hooks in past summers. OK, let's go to mass and then I'll take you to lunch. Yeah, for sure. Or like shopping or something. Oh, too. that too. It's yeah. Like, we'll go shopping and then it's since right about like 530. Maybe we'll get done. And, you know, mass is at 530. So maybe yeah. we'll go there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, right. And, and because you've been in Catholic school, too, I know you're like, you know, I kind of would like to keep going to daily mass. Maybe mm-hmm. not every week, but I still want to go. Absolutely. Um, and I've kind of dropped the ball on that because I haven't invited you back in. So I apologize. You want to go today? Let's go today. Oh, yeah. You're taking off. But anyway. yeah, yeah. So what do you think about like kind of reading scripture as a family? Is that something that would be annoying or <laughs> I mean, yes, definitely. Whenever it's like forced family time, is always like a okay, like here mm-hmm. we go. Um, but I feel like whenever I, a part of family time is that it's kind of like I guess you feel overlooked. So it's like we're all here together. So it's like it's not necessary for me to be there, you know. So it's like my. Uh, my like say on the matter or like my input about the conversation isn't really important. So I would say for like to try and incorporate like your ch- your children into like a scripture time is like to let them pick the passage mm-hmm. or like, yeah, like let them pick it or, you know, ask them first, like make them feel like they're heard, you know, instead of like this is something you have to, just sit and listen to, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's. So you'd be the leader. So it's like, right, okay, exactly. let's let's look at a passage today, but you pick it out and we want you to talk about it. Kind of electo divina in a way. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And just like, uh, I guess something that I've only just started doing with this like mentorship is like asking what I received during that time. Mm. And then, so it's like, 
I mean, not necessarily that like kids want to share what they receive, you know, because sometimes it's like special. They want to keep it to themselves. But you could just be more like a guide for them, you know, like say like now imagine yourself in this situation. Like, like, are you are you in front of Jesus? Are you like far away watching this happen or just like like little stuff like that to help guide them instead of making it like a chore? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. Now, what about um, like we were talking about holy recreation in general, like in in our homes, but on vacations too. <laughs> Anything else in there that you might think like, okay, what would help? What What is the thing that really kind of helps to recharge your batteries and really refresh you um, at 16 um, in, in regards to like maybe outdoors or just prayer in general. What what? How can parents in general encourage that kind of recreation, that holy recreation? Hmm. Well, uh, I'm not sure. Um, the first thing that kind of came to my mind was like, and I am not a morning person whatsoever. So I'm Word. always <laughs> it's like, I always need coffee. I'm 16, and I have to have coffee to wake up. <laughs> um. But, yeah, it's, like, the mornings are always really just calm because, like, I'm not really awake yet. So it's, like, I think that's kind of, like, important to incorporate, like, uh, faith life in that time where you're, like, getting up and, like, waking up. So it's, like, you are, you know, waking up mentally, so you should be waking up spiritually with the day, too. So it's, like, uh, I don't know, like, how we could do it together, but just I would say— stress the importance of beginning the day with the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one of my simple things I do every morning I love to do is cross myself in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah. Good morning, Jesus. Yeah, just like acknowledge <laughs> yeah. that like you want him in the center of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. See, I always think that like one of the best ways to share our faith with others is through personal testimony. Like this right, is how this exactly. is how the Lord behavior. worked in my life. Yes, Not yes. just behavior, but just oh. like this is the how I've experienced the Lord, how the joy he's brought to me and, mm-hmm. and this sort of thing. Or this has been my experience of when I was away from the Lord. And do you feel like when your parents share with you the realities of your, their life, they're not just like trying, you should do this or you shouldn't do that or whatever. Right. It's just like, yeah, I just want to tell you in my own life, this is what I've seen. This is how I've experienced God or this is how I, you know, I experienced things when I was away from him. Mm-hmm. Is that compelling to you as a child or you more like, I don't want to know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there are some times when it's like, if you are wanting to like open up to your parents about like things that are going on in your spiritual life and then they like see that as an opportunity to talk about themselves, it's like can be a little okay, off putting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely times where if it's just like, you know, casual conversation, you're not really going in anything too deep. It's like, yeah, I'm really interested in what you have to say because uh I mean, maybe I haven't necessarily experienced that. So it's like something new that I would want to I would want to hear just as long as I don't feel overshadowed, you know, mm-hmm. like I something uh, important to me is that I kind of feel like not as not as if I'm equal with my parents, but they at least understand like your uh, autonomy. Right. Yeah. Like just how they shouldn't want to always be overbearing and like 
it's sometimes we need to be of importance too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of brings an idea of like, you know, in a family where there's a number of siblings to, for parents to be cool with like, just let the siblings do their stuff mm-hmm. and just step back and not have to be involved in it. You know, say, yeah. like, Hey, you know, maybe y'all as siblings want to do a little book study or Bible study together. And, but yeah. you know, we're out, you do your thing and just, <laughs> You know, but we'll maybe, you know, bring in some takeout or something. <laughs> <laughs> Seems that food is definitely coming again. I mean, like the good hey. way parents can just step in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can't go wrong with food. <laughs> mm, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. So. Well, good. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming absolutely. in, Dottie. Yeah. Mm, and we in. hope that you have a beautiful recreational summer. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> t- tell me if... Uh, your mom ever starts getting overbearing, I'll tell her, I'll tell her to lay off. <laughs> All right, we'll do. <laughs> she just needs to work on her listening skills more. <laughs> Me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Got you, yeah. I do. So and I promise I'll do be better about that okay. this summer. Thank you, thank you. And also, I'm really excited because this my uh, daughter is the fifth of five kids, and number four leaves this summer. And so Less we, than a week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, next week. And so I'm really just very thankful to get this time. It's interesting how God just does that. Um, the whole dynamic in the family will change and it'll be really different. And it's going to be really cool and fun. So I'm really looking forward to the summer with you, Dot. Oh, thanks. All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. Well, anything you want to close on, Pam, to finish up this episode? No, I just to say, you know, every family looks different and we want you to find your way and prayer can be very messy and it can look different for every family, but just find your way. Listen well. I think that's one of the lessons I learned from Dottie today is kind of listen to your kids and get their opinions. And they're pretty smart. They're pretty smart people and they have a lot to teach us as well. So instead of us feeling so much like we need to teach them, Let them teach us a little bit about what's going on in their hearts and their minds and how we can support them in their growth. Yeah, and I think we should never forget as family members that we're called to pray for each other. So sometimes we're not going to actively intercede and be like, oh, you know, I think you should do this, this and this to grow in your, you know, spiritual life or whatever. But just to constantly hold each other in prayer it's the best way we can love each other as families. Right. And to continue to be inviting the Holy Spirit into our homes. And just, you know, like, just make this a place of peace, make this a place of joy. Let us live in, in a way that, you know, when people come into our home, that they feel that there's love here. Right. And if we, you know, bring that spirit in and that spirit of love exists among us as family members and is perceived by others who, who come into the home, you know, that's, that's the work of the Lord. Right. Right there. Absolutely. All right. So we thank you all for tuning in and we hope that you are currently engaged in beautiful, holy recreational summers and that the Holy Spirit will continue to guide you in that process. And we pray that you would uh, share the episode with those who uh, you think might be blessed by it. And we also hope that you'll tune in next time. So until then, God bless. God bless.